So, you have no relationships. Mm, not good. No growth. Mm, we're not starting out on the best foot here, are we? No sales at all? I mean, like, none? Well, no, if you don't have any relationships, you don't have any growth, well, then there's no sales. You see, business development gives you, well, business. It's designed to develop relationships, nurture relationships, give you steady growth, and that way you have a steady stream of sales. Without business development, you're really not in business, honestly. And that's what we're going to cover today in the Ambition Show. Let's get it. Okay, so revenue, and when I say revenue, specifically I'm speaking of sales, right? So gross revenue. It truly is the lifeblood of your business. Without it, you ain't gonna be in business, right? If you don't have sales, if you don't have continuous revenue, you just have an expensive hobby. Deal with it, that's just a fact. This is what it is. Business means you have sales and you have revenue not just throwing money out the window and hoping that it works, right? This is why marketing is very important because marketing keeps the engine going. It keeps the connection between you and an audience. It keeps you out there in the marketplace and hopefully competitive enough to where you're generating sales. But, but with all that said, if you don't have one key business function in place it's going to be hard for even your marketing team to get the most work done and this is actually why marketing in many cases has been slightly blurred with the world of sales and this other key business function the other key business function being business development right okay so business development is a group of just basically business activities that make the sales process more effective and efficient. Sales is one aspect, right? But business development is more about the nurturing of those relationships, right? So you can have your sales team within the business development unit, but marketing, sales, and business development are not one and the same. Nowhere near it, okay? Similar to marketing, okay? But unlike marketing. And I say unlike marketing because the marketing pillar, which is talked about this in a couple episodes ago um, about the different business pillars, but marketing, that marketing pillar, right, is more focused on that communication aspect, the branding, the positioning, connecting directly, directly with customers via these communication and messaging channels, right? So understanding who they are and then developing the communications in the process to connect with them. Business development, on the other hand, is the practice that is essential to creating long-term relationships with the strategic partners. So that could be your vendors, that could be maybe even distributors, supply chain, the other business, the other, or I should say the other aspects of your business that yes, help you generate revenue, yes, help you generate sales, right? But it's not the messaging and the communication to the customers. So business development will work with marketing, definitely. Like I said, the lines get blurred all the time. Anybody here, I know from my graduates, I know, I know it hurts. I know it hurts. 
what you guys have experienced was, oh, I'm getting a marketing position. Oh my God, I'm gonna have a marketing position. Oh my God, I'm having a marketing position. No, it's business development. What the heck? Not working on anything, not, not working on the analytics, not working on, you know, brand, uh, brand development, not working on positioning and marketing materials. No, business development, hitting, you know, calling people up, getting in these emails. Now you may have pieces, you may have aspects, you may have different tactics that marketing uses, you know, email marketing, okay? Working on call scripts, you know, developing, maybe even developing some positioning, branding, sales materials. But usually you're working on the materials that have already been handed down to you by, by marketing. So you're not actually in the marketing department, you're actually in business development, right? All of these areas need one another. The largest corporation to the smallest proprietorship, right? If it's a sole proprietorship and you're working with contractors, you're working with freelancers. If you're a small business and you only have maybe five or, you know, five or six people, I have known. And this is one of the examples I'm going to give you later on, but it's really cool. I've known a really effective, very successful small business. When I talk about small business, the, 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 the small business that a lot of us think about, which is like, oh, maybe 10 people, maybe 15 people, 25 people, even though a small business could technically be up to 500 people, right? I've known a really successful small business that had under 10 employees. And the reason why they were, and I say successful, they were very successful. They were making companies with hundreds of employees look bad because they literally had two dedicated people. Well, one dedicated person to each unit, but one person dedicated to business development. That was their sole and their main focus at that company. They, they technically handled sales and business development, but their role was called as business development. And the other person, their primary focus was marketing. And on the back end, they handled a little bit like of the advertising promotion stuff, but they really focused on the marketing, getting dirty with the data, understanding who they're talking to and handed that over to the business development people or person because he sometimes had contractors but for a team of seven people seven people making the numbers and hitting the numbers of a corporation you know that has hundreds of people just showed how dynamic and how important that business development role was because this one person had that focus and had that had that task of ensuring that those relationships were nurtured, those relationships were prosperous, and that the marketing materials were speaking to the right people on the end of the vendors, supply chain, um, and other strategic partners that helped that revenue steadily keep coming in on a regular basis, but most importantly, had really good margins. See, this is the kind of business conversations not enough people are talking about. When we're talking business, we're talking business, okay? If you don't know these numbers, if you don't know these basic concepts, it's gonna be hard for you to run a business because you're gonna say, hey, I'm bringing in $100,000, but you're not paying attention that you pay, that you actually spent 70 to get to the 100. So what you have left over is 30? Well, you might as well just take a full-time role, you know, as an employee and you will, will fare a lot better, a lot better. And you would be a lot less stressed. Right. Sometimes the boring concepts, the concepts that we don't want to take our time to learn, these are the ones that are making or breaking our business. 
So when I go back into the example of this company, you're gonna you're gonna see their numbers. Well, not all their numbers, of course. What I can share, what they've said I can share, is gonna blow everything out of the water. You're gonna be like, why? It, it doesn't matter. Having a hundred people, having a thousand people, having ten people it doesn't matter. It's about effectively making sure these roles are being played. And this business development role, the more I understood it, as I got you know farther in my entrepreneurial journey, the better I. Oh, look, this is why. This is what separates the successful from the unsuccessful. Because people thinking it it's it's one specific area. I gotta have my I gotta have a title as a CEO. I gotta have a title as a president. I have to spend all this money on advertising. But are you making sure these other very important pillars of your business are in the right position? So what we're gonna go over today is the basics of what is business development, how it applies to different industries because this is where I'm saying this is where it gets missed. You're thinking you're in the music field. It doesn't matter. You're thinking you're a consultant. doesn't matter. You're thinking e-commerce doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to my e-commerce people. I was in your world and I'm still in your world. OK. I work with clients every single day, whether it be SEO, Facebook ads, um, Google advertising, website, uh, just basic website maintenance, e-commerce businesses. And I can tell you, it's amazing how the traditional stuff can still affect you no matter. It's the foundation. Like I said, it's not going anywhere. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're just applying it to a different type of car. Okay. Straight up business development is needed everywhere. And we're going to get into every industry, how business de development applies to every industry, and how you can apply it to your own. So if I don't mention your industry, don't be shocked because, of course, there's a ton of industries out there. But what I am going to touch on are different industries, basically as a as a larger group, service industry, you know, um, online retail, things like that. In the description of this episode, I'll break down just a few other things and a few areas of, re uh, of resources back on the site. That you can go to and you can find out how business development applies to your specific industry but we're going to get into it we're going to touch on like i say entertainment and music we're going to touch on arts we're going to touch on e-commerce we're going to touch on consulting we're going to, i'm even going to touch on business development now this is going to be an interesting one business development for freelancers how the heck does that work how the heck does that work oh oh it works <laughs> it's there it's reality so when we come back from commercial we're going to go into business development how it applies different industries breaking down what it is exactly okay and how you can get the most out of it and it doesn't take a lot you don't have to scrap your original business plan and if you don't have a business plan you should have one something very basic and high level at least but if you don't have it you don't necessarily need it right off the bat right but but if you do have one which is awesome if you do have one you want to make sure to include as much about business development as possible in your overall strategy and your business model. Come back from commercial, we're gonna get right into it.
So really um, what business development is in its most basic, simplest, broke down terms, um, business development is just a series and summarized. So business development, just to break it down kind of um, in, so business development in the most simplest terms and to kind of summarize it, it's a combination of ideas, various initiatives and activities, tactics that can help your business grow and really, for lack of a better term, develop the business relationships, right? That, which, what business is all about, generate revenue and increasing revenue, right? So when we think of a lot of different, um, whether it's one of the pillars and one of the, the cornerstones of business, you know, you have your accounting, you have operations, you have marketing, business development can fall. That's why I always said earlier, business development is not necessarily marketing. It will work with marketing, right? It definitely will work with marketing. It's, it's really designed off of whatever the marketing strategy, the marketing plan and your marketing, you know, what your overall marketing um, strategic plan is, your business development should follow. Your business development should be the ones actually developing the tactics or you should be developing the tactics for business development to initiate and to get these marketing channels working. Like I said, marketing is directly with that communication piece. It's, it's a combination of the advertising, the branding, all those aspects. Business development is as sadly as it gets kind of murked up in this almost in this very confusing area it's kind of stuffed in between you know just straight straight up sales and on the opposite side marketing right and build this development can kind of fall in between because it's really about developing those partnerships it's really about developing those relationships these are not necessarily me going in and closing sales all the time this is me developing those avenues that could create additional revenue right strategic relationships long-term relationships sales yes you want long-term sales but as we all know, especially if you are a seasoned uh, small business owner and you have been around for a while, thankfully, you know, your business is going strong. You know what it took to get those long term contracts. You know what it took to get into those, you know, kind of those doors and those networks that really basically gave you the foundation, not to say the foundation of your business, but the foundation of your revenue streams, right? It wasn't like one day you came in, you made a couple cold calls, and then all of a sudden you have these great long-term relationships. That happens very rarely. You know, don't, don't, don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype of anybody in any area of sales that says you, you know, oh, cold calling is the only way you're going to make your money. Cold calls is the only way. You know. no, that's first off, cold calling is a very, very tedious, very taxing, Almost, I mean, it's almost completely outdated. I mean, there's a lot of things you can still you know, get out of cold calling, don't get me wrong. But the better your marketing and the better the strategy you develop that really enforces and reinforces your business development where you're having ideas and different initiatives and different opportunities and different tactics that not necessarily super innovative, just that are a little different and outside the box. They help your company stand outside and, and, and separate yourself from your competitors. Brand positioning. Okay, that's a brand positioning piece right there. When we talk about marketing, we always talk about brand positioning. We talk about adding value. That's business development, right? I want to add value to this market. They're not getting this, you know, what, what all these other uh, vendors or what all these other suppliers are providing them. I want to bring them something different. I want to bring in something different to the table, right? Cold calling is what they're already doing. What can I do different? What can I do differently to connect with them and build a better relationship, to build and develop that brand equity, 
I'm going to use business development tactics, okay, and different strategies that, like I said, doesn't have to be super innovative, just different, separate you from the pack. What's working for the others? What isn't working for the others, right? So what is working? What can we do better? Or what fits us and our brand better? What isn't working for them? Why isn't it working for them? And how could it work for us? Potentially, right? So it is a very wide scope. That's why I say it kind of gets into this this weird realm of, I don't know what the heck it is. <laughs> Seriously. And that's why a lot of people... I, I, hate to say it a lot of graduates especially like a lot of um undergrads when they graduate and get their first job and or they try to get their first job in marketing or advertising they're actually in a business development role right and i know that sounds like well that's the worst thing to do to put to a to a young graduate you know somebody who isn't seasoned but actually in some cases I, i take that back in most cases actually it's one of the best roles to have as your first especially if you're in marketing right especially if you're in a marketing advertising world it, it could be the best role simply because one thing I keep bringing up about business development and I will bring this up. No, I mean, this is going to be out throughout this episode is generating new ideas, being different. And if you have somebody young, somebody hungry, somebody who wants to really, you know, stake their claim, somebody who really wants to make a name for themselves at a corporation or in an industry, that's actually one of the best roles to give them something where they can think outside the box as long as they're in an organization organization cult you know culture the the environment means a great deal and that's that's with anybody's success that's any position that's any work okay if you're in the wrong environment wrong environment could be you just don't fit in that environment not necessarily it's a toxic environment just you just don't fit in right it's just not a place for you because it's not where you thrive right we all have an area where we thrive we all have an area where it's just you know we feel more confined business development you want a person who's in that culture who's in that environment and they can thrive right they can be different they can be proud of their differences they can bring ideas to the table and their ideas are reinforced in that at least hey bring them up let's talk about it might not work it might not be implemented but let's at least talk about it. let's bring it to the table let's present it you know let's give them an opportunity to do so and business development is one of those places for it okay so just to give you a more clear cut picture of business development what it is how it functions got this great youtube video um about you know just the basics of business development we're just going to go strictly over what is business development so if you go to the ambition shows youtube channel you'll see a video specifically just giving you what is business development just a real basic straight to the point it's not going to get into all of the tactics that we're going to cover today's episode it will just cover what is business development clear cut step by step how it normally works how it normally looks and functions from a process standpoint an operation standpoint right now the actual specifics of like what we're going to go over in this episode it won't cover that you can always you know reference this episode for it and if you do want to see a full video of this episode you can definitely make it happen just leave a comment let me know like i said the whole point of this platform is to give you what you need and what you can utilize it's the tools that are here for those who want to use the tools that's how it is so in summary once again business development really just is a collection of ideas, initiatives, different tactics, different activities to grow your business and generate revenue, create those new revenue streams. It's not necessarily the execution of sales, okay? It's laying that foundation, right? So a business development representative would be, hey, I got us into this building, builds us a strategic partnership with these different with these different vendors. It's up to you sales guys to help close it. 
right? It's up to you guys to help make these deals happen. I'm bringing them to the table. I'm the one setting up the meetings for it. So it's easy. So this way you don't have to do the cold calling. See, it gets rid of that cold calling, builds warm relationships. And I say that in closing out because um, when we go to the tactics, you'll understand why the tactics are more so for qualifying potential leads, right? Making those connections, getting that data, getting that information to say, that's my best customer or potential. That's my potential best customer. And that person, you know what? They probably won't be a long-term customer. Maybe they'll be a short-term customer. So you know what? Let's let's push certain products. Let's push certain services. Let's push certain, um, you know, certain ideas towards them in the way our brand is represented towards them. It helps to qualify. Business development is one of those best um, activities to help truly qualify, utilizing what marketing is giving them in those tools, whatever marketing is set up for them to make sure that the uh, business development team can properly qualify before sales goes in and starts closing deals and making things happen um, on our financial statement. So in closing, once again, let's get to the tactics, right? The various tactics by industry for business development when we come back from commercial. All right, everybody, welcome back, welcome back. Let's get to it. So we defined business development, okay? And if you want, once again, if you want a lot more in-depth breakdown of the definition of business development and how it corresponds, or, or yeah, how it corresponds with marketing, how it corresponds with sales, but how it's different, okay? How we differentiate between the three, and then also how it fits in and what, you know, the basic high-level activities that you can go through with business development. This also will help you if you're looking for a position, right? If you, or if, or if you're looking for an opportunity to become a consultant, right? Or a contractor or freelancer in the area of business development, check out the video and define a business development. Cause you want to say, Hey, am I a business development freelancer or consulting contractor? Or am I going to focus more on sales? Or am I going to focus more on digital marketing? You know, cause you don't want to blur those lines and even better, for your potential customers, for your potential clients, remember it's all about adding value. When they look at you on Upwork, when they look at you on Fiverr, when they look at your profile on Freelancer or LinkedIn, you know, um, LinkedIn profile, uh, Profinder or something like that. When they looked on one of those platforms and they see your profile, you could say, hey, you know what? I focus on business development and sales. I don't do additional digital marketing services or these are my skills in digital marketing. These are my skills in, in business development and sales. These are technologies I know. It will help you understand where you fit in. So if you are looking for an opportunity there, this is a great video to help you clearly define how to, how to position yourself. And even better, if you're a business owner, this helps you understand what do I actually need? Because maybe you don't need a marketing person. You need sales and business development. Like I said, those lines get blurred all the time. So check out the video on our YouTube channel. What is business development? Get there, be sure to check it out, leave a comment. Don't forget to subscribe, hit that notification bell for any of our future posts. And when you get there, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of our future posts because I will be posting you know, different tools that we review as well as just certain topics that we cover right here on the show. So with that, let's get to business development practices by industry. One of the industries that I first 
got an opportunity to do digital marketing work and was the music and entertainment field. So for those who don't know, just a real quick high level you know, background that I've had in the music field uh, for a short period of time, I was the president of an independent record label right here in my hometown, Chicago, Illinois. Um, managed one of our premier artists who actually was the CEO of the label as well as helped with booking and you know promoting shows that the other artists had you know with a focus on being the manager of just one of the artists before I was asked and brought in to be the president of the overall label so I was really you know kind of that person who handled multiple tasks as a lot of people do you know even though I wasn't the business owner um, I really focused on the marketing of the business and I wanted to focus more on being a CMO as opposed to a CEO right so it's like yeah president and you know chief marketing officer really showcase some good uh, good skills and, and some results there to where the CEO wanted me on as the the chief marketing officer so anybody else came in worked directly with me and worked under me helped with booking shows building out the, um, the labels website all promotional marketing materials, you know, whether printed, digital, EPKs, things like that, um, promo videos, stuff like that. So, and even came up with, and then got to use my copywriting skills, or got to use my script, <laughs> script writing skills um, to script out a couple of music videos and helped out with that. Um, you know, if and if I can, I know some of the stuff is still posted. Um, you know, because we ch changed the whole label, and I left the label a while back. But if I can, I'll find some links to the videos that I scripted and that I, you know, and of course, the videos of the, of the label. I'll make sure to put those in the in the uh, comment section or in the description of this episode. So with that, one of the biggest things, right, I noticed that a lot of artists didn't understand was that business development is very much it has to be, especially in an area like music. Right. But this also goes in film. Now, of course, I'm speaking. I'm not going to speak out of term. Make sure you guys got the facts, not only from my experience, but also from what is right there in the industry. But first off, firsthand, I can tell you right now, there are three main. And I, if you see these things in the music field, let me tell you right now, guys, if you're an artist, please listen. If nothing else. If, if you miss anything else in this episode, you know, hey, I understand we're all busy. But for the musicians out there, for the artists out there, business development and sales because it's the music business it's the film business theater business modeling business right all of these are businesses i don't care what your art is it's a business right and the whole goal of you doing what you do and what you love to do is that you can make a living from it and i want you so much to do it because i'm the same way as a creator myself I want you to do it definitely listen up here Business development in music is so, so, so important. Just like film, it fringes so much on relationships. I think more than any other industry, music and film, you know, theater, I'm not going to call theater film, right? And I'm not experienced in theater. I've worked with independent, you know, independent filmmakers in a few areas of marketing, and I can see the same exact, and it makes sense with create, you know, creative fields. I see the exact same level of importance of relationships. That is business development. That is business development. You want to get a film in the theater. Flip side, music. You want to play at a specific auditorium, a specific convention center, a specific, a specific, and there's 
there's for those out there who've traveled and been on the road, you know what I'm talking about. We all know that there are some theaters, some live music venues that are owned by the same companies, the same promotional companies, right? Same entertainment companies. If you have a relationship with the booking agent, if you have a relationship, right, with the talent buyer, if you have a relationship with one of the two or the three or the five, because let me tell you, there's some places they have 15 different promotional companies that work with them, exclusively work with them. That is business development. If you don't, you better get it. Because I don't care what it is. I'm, hey, I'm, first off, I'm a digital marketer. I, I love things digital. <laughs> okay. But I can tell you right now, there's nothing like doing that live performance. Don't get caught up in the metaverse. Y'all don't get caught up in the 3D world just yet. Live shows aren't going anywhere for a while. It's like when people talk about robotics. I'm gonna give you this. When people talk about machine learning and robotics, specifically robotics, I can't tell you how many people have been talking about, oh, ro robots are gonna replace all this manual labor. Right, people have been talking about this for 10 years straight. I mean, heavy. There is a reason why there's a need for developers, specifically with AI, machine learning, and robotics. There is a specific reason why there is a need for entry level and even advanced level, but definitely entry level in, in, in students as well in the areas of AI, machine learning, and robotics. You know why? Because that's where the industries are going. Keyword, going. It's not there yet. And I say that because it's the same thing when people are talking about, oh, we're doing you know shows via a web platform. We're doing shows via 3D platform. Yes, people are doing it. You should try it. You should test it out. But nothing is replacing. There's There are too many auditoriums, too many convention centers, too many theaters, too many halls, too many small theaters. There are too many, okay? convention centers that we can't let those places <laughs> not have at least half <laughs> capacity half capacity is actually still very bad actually i take that back right that's not going anywhere for a while so you want to develop relationships you want to have your following right but business development will also make it easier for when you're trying to do those hard sales hey we're trying to penetrate a new market Right. I can tell you right now, business development, I give you a, oh my God, I kind of hate to give you this story because, but you got to learn, right? I'll never forget it. I was working with an artist and long story short, the artist didn't follow through, right? Didn't follow through an actual performance. When I say didn't follow through, I mean, didn't follow through on the performance. Okay. And due to that, we lost a relationship. Now this wasn't with like I said, I worked with a record label, but before that, I worked with other artists as well. Um, we lost a relationship with a very important booking agent. Now, the booking agent was the prime, and I mean prime, talent buyer for a very large promotional company. But he also worked as an independent agent, right, which was perfectly fine. We made sure everything was cool. We're working with different, you know, locations and whatnot. It wouldn't burn bridges if they actually built some bridges. But because this was only the third performance, okay? And I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it's all about relationships, right? Our marketing materials are good. 
our presentation look great, we look great, except for this case. Here's the here's the reason why this third performance actually in lack, I should say lack of third performance, sever the relationship. It's primarily because this was the performance. Hey, I'm gonna put you guys in front of a really new, fresh, important though, very important crowd. New to us, fresh to us, but important, well-known. And let me tell you, that agent had a very, very long lasting relationship with the venue and the crowd that came out. And because of that one lack of a performance, why would he why would he want to take a chance on us again? And he really didn't have to because you're right. Hey, I'm good. I've got 10 other acts that I can bring to the same spot that will show up. will show up on time. And let me tell you, it's rough being the guy who can't sing, can't dance, can't rap. <laughs> OK, but I'm there early. <laughs> you put me on the stage. I mean, I could throw out some jokes. They're going to be some bad dad jokes, even though I don't have a child. I don't know how that works. But yet my dad jokes are ready to pop and go um, whenever this kid comes <laughs> one day. But real talk, not the guy you want on stage at that moment. Right. People didn't pay to see me. People paid to see this other, you know, this other art. So the point is. This isn't 30 years ago. This isn't even 20 years ago. And you could talk to any performer you could talk to any act that makes a good living off of performances and they will tell you yeah it's because i know him i know her i'm good at these venues i'm good at those venues because the venues also own youtube channels the venues also have relationships with awards and yeah that's right i said it awards okay award academies music associations unions they have relationships that's what business development is for the music and the film industry. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. We have relationships, right? And it's not that we're necessarily best friends. It's that we have a good working partnership, right? We have a good working relationship. So your talent buyers, build connections with the talent buyers, build connections with the booking agents, build connections with the venue owners and promoters can't tell you enough as a musician knowing the right promoters it, it being real with you it can even bypass the talent buyer it can even bypass the booking agent right because your your promoter is the one that helps get the word out when you go into a new town and new city they have those relationships with the fans that are buying your merch with the fans that are viewing you on youtube with the fans that are going to download and purchase your track or your entire album if you actually want to release an entire album if you actually are doing that nowadays on apple on amazon on google for the few people who do this because there's there's i say few i'm being very sarcastic there are people who still call radio stations and say hey i want to listen to that track they're going to be the people who do it promoters know those kind of people promoters are the ones bringing them to the shows and bring you into the right venues. Okay. That's business development really from, and that's on a ground or they say kind of a grassroots level, but that's a very important level. All the other areas, Facebook ads, YouTube ads. Great. That's advertising. And I will say this for an advertising. I've seen the growth in this, this uh, tactic. And I must admit, it's a very clever tactic. But I'm always concerned how many artists 
are paying attention to the business side of this. I am seeing a lot more artists use YouTube advertisement as a channel to get in front of art, uh, to get in front of the fans. Great move, great move for anybody who's doing it. Here's the challenge. Remember, this is an advertisement. You need to be tracking your ROI. And if you're not making sure, not just, I'm not talking about just streams. That ad should always have links to merch, links to my website, links to book me, links to purchase tickets to my next show, right? If that ad is not linking to somewhere where you can convert that person, capture that data, first capture that data and then upsell them. First capture that data, build a connection with them and upsell them. If that ad is only taking them, is only taking them to your YouTube channel. Well, great, that's, that's nice. Capture some data. Do you know their names? Do you know where they're located? Do you know what other types of music they like? Because what if you want to change up artistically? This is one thing I did for, you know, for some artists I worked with when I did their ads, right? When we were first, this is actually my, my very first Facebook ad was for a musician. I, I take that back. Sorry. Instagram ad. It was on Facebook, but Instagram ad. I so sorry. First time I did advertisements on Instagram, um, on Instagram it was for a uh, musician. And an idea I threw at her. She absolutely loved it. She was promoting her new album, but she's like, hey, you know what? I want to continue this to, you know, of course pushing the performances and putting and pushing the next album and she talked about the different genres she was kind of merging between i said hey do you know what other genres your art the, the i'll say artists the audience likes and she immediately was like that's a great question for because we we're trying to think of a, a really quick you know landing page to, to have them come to and that was one of the things we captured we captured other genres of music that they liked do it if you're not if you didn't have that in mind do it because if you ever want to dabble in, you know, EDM, you want to dabble in country, you want to dab, whatever it may be. I'm not here to judge. You're an artist. Do what you got to do. Do what you love to do. More importantly, do what you love to do and make money from it. But real talk, you, you're trying to make money from it, right? So you need to know these things. So definitely, if you're running an ad on YouTube, if you're a musician, you're doing ad words, cool. Don't think that's the best move when it, when we're talking about music and film. But if it's working for you, if your if your marketing team says it's cool, cool. Hopefully it's working for you. Do got to be visual, and YouTube ads are awesome. But you got to take them somewhere where they where you can capture that data, where you can capture that data. You only getting so much from the YouTube platform. You only getting so much from your podcast platform. You only getting so much from even where your music is coming from. Because I can tell you right now from a guy I've seen on the, 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 you know, the dashboards from some of the bigger platforms, musicians, artists, you're not seeing all that data. And I and no offense, but I highly doubt all you guys have the time to deep dive in that data and do, you know, some data mining, popping in a couple CV, uh, CSV files and Excel files and, you know, working, pulling from the database directly with SQL. I'm I doubt you're doing all that. Because you're so busy worrying about your music. And, you, and in a way you should be. In a way you should be. In a way you should be. Another form of business development for art, entertainment, movie, film, doesn't matter. Is working directly with content creators on other platforms. 
you're a musician. Once again, use this as another, use this as a, a tactic um, that I didn't, honestly, I didn't think it would work as well as it did. Um, we weren't the first to do it, definitely, but so many others have done it. Utilizing, once again, I'm gonna use YouTube as an as a example. Utilizing video, right, video platform. So Vimeo, um, YouTube, of other video sharing, you know, channels, specifically video sharing platforms, right? And there are others, surprisingly. I know what you guys are thinking. There's others besides YouTube. Actually, there are. There are a few others, quite a few others, actually. Um, but they're more niche, which makes more sense. And with that, what we did is I worked with a um, an artist, actually a producer. And this was early on. What we did was we created videos, right, using other, you know, not, not necessarily music videos, but we created videos working with content creators that had vlogs, okay? And with their vlogs, they would share the music on their blog, they would share the music on the video sharing network, they would share the videos on YouTube, Vimeo, wherever they were, but they were specifically vloggers that didn't necessarily focus on music all the time, right? They would write about other things, they, you know, in their, in their blogs, but they would do a whole video of the blog, right? And they really, that's where they were getting their traction from. They weren't even getting their audiences necessarily from their text blog. You know, they were getting most of from videos. They were getting views and things of that nature. So we made sure we put the music. And like I said, it was a producer. So all he did was the beats, no lyrics, all instrumental stuff. Um, and he was making money selling his beats. A lot of people do this, right? I'm not saying it doesn't have, you're not reinventing the wheel. The idea with business development is to build relationships because what he did there is he fed off and this is what a lot of the bigger brands do when they're working with an influencer or a content creator, right? He's not a visual guy. He's a music guy. He's like, I can't put a video together for the life of me. And I don't write lyrics. I make beats. I make crazy beats that artists would love to jump on, that I want to sell, I want to license, that kind of thing. Great, why not make it the music of vloggers? who don't want music with lyrics. They just need background music. And he didn't want to upload necessarily to every single file sharing site. And to be honest, at that time when we were doing this, there were only a few major ones. I mean, there's a few, they're still out there, of course, but there's a lot more now. He's like, no, I want to work directly with them. Great, work with content creators, influencers. Those are other relationships that you could build and build off their network and build off their audience. Because remember, business development is about partnerships. You're not getting the content creator to buy your music. You're not getting the content creator and the influencer to say, oh, I'm gonna buy a thousand of your tracks right now. No, they're gonna say, hey, you know what? I'm about to make a thousand videos. <laughs> Think about that. I can share the analytics with you. I can share the numbers with you. That's not a problem. And if they, you know, you want to build a relationship with maybe they want to get, of course, they want to be compensated for their, their, you know, inc including your music. Fine. Build a relationship with them. But there's also platforms where you can sh upload your music to it and sell it directly. So maybe you just want to put the link there to sell it directly and say, hey, you know what? You get the affiliate link. How about that? Or I give or I make you an affiliate link. How about that? Right. That's another form of it. That's a little bit more, you know, because now you're paying them as opposed to having just a relationship with them. But this is another aspect of it, right? Now, let's say if you're in the e-commerce world, of course, 
advertising is, is it's a retail, right? E-commerce is just another form of retail, it's e-retail. One of the things that I've seen the most in, and I was shocked that it took so long for it to, to jump on, was advertisements in email. I know you're saying, well, yeah, I get an email coupon no, no, all the time. No, I mean like, let's say you are a brand and you have an email list of 100,000 people and you offer advertising space in that email. Now, nowadays, you're probably, hopefully you've seen this. I'm, and I'm actually, I'm hoping you have seen it because I was shocked that I didn't start seeing it regularly until 2017, 2018. Then like email marketing has always been there and that's a direct line to hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of people. You're not even asking for subscribers at that point because you already have them. But anyway, another form of business development using that same mechanism could be building a relationship with another brand for your email marketing. You're starting your store, you're developing your store. You're starting out your brand and you're starting out your business and you wanna develop additional partnerships, additional relationships, right? So one thing could be that as opposed to just straight up advertising, right? And others, email marketing, you could flip it around. What you could do is you could offer branding space, co-branding space, offers from other brands, right? In exchange for relationships, because I can tell you right now, just like a referral, just like a recommendation, if I don't know your brand, but I see you next to, you know, a brand that I trust, I always be like, hey, who's that? What's going on over there? It's just like a person. Who are you with? Hey, how do you know them? Right? This is the reason why on LinkedIn, the idea of recommendations and referrals is so important. And they could and they're actually selling that, you know, the opportunity to buy more opportunities to, you know, to connect with people and to find out who they're connected to because they know it's important. Hey, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That actually sounds like an episode we just did. <laughs> Check out one of our last episodes, The Power of a Network, and specifically how to build a powerful network. Very important episode um, that somewhat gets missed on a lot of young professionals. Um, and a lot of people, no matter how old we are, we, we it's harder for us necessarily sometimes to make that network, but it's very important to build it. But co-branding. Co-branding is essential when you're trying to penetrate a new market because most new markets or most what well, they'll be new to you, especially if you're just starting out. You'll have some, hopefully you won't have a huge field of them, but you will have some established brands. You will have those names that people have already built trust with. So relationships where people are being introduced, the same as with these you know, music venues, if you're a performer, the same as when you're trying to you know, work with distributors in the film industry and you're trying to get into certain theaters, right? Or you want to act or online distributor, right? An online distributor that they have a great number of subscribers or they already have a great number of views and they have, they have great relationships with advertisers. So you want to build off of the trust that they've already established and reinforce it. And I say reinforce it because it's going to come back looking at you just like I brought up the example of, of having this performance or lack thereof of performance. Okay. Where there's an opportunity to showcase this is why you should trust me as well, because they trust me, but I'm going to show you on my own as well. So that relationship gets you through the door and that relationship could be simply, hey, you know, can you put one of our exclusive offers in your email marketing? And I can tell you right now from e-commerce e standpoint, 
it doesn't always have to be taken as a as an advertisement and sponsorship. You know, I've seen it where it's literally a, a co-branding effort because they're aligned, whether it be in the same marketplace, um, they're contacting a similar audience and target or, tar, or they want the target audience. Right. And let's say you do. From perspective, you focus on straight up clothing and apparel. Right. It's just shirts. It's hats, maybe pants. You don't do shoes. You don't do glasses. You know, you don't do those additional, you know, accessories and, and shoes. But the other brand does. Right. An opportunity to put a whole outfit together by working with us and including us in your email marketing. Okay, that would be one form and a very good form of doing a, um, a business development initiative tactic in the area of e-commerce. Consultants, coaches, independent agents, you know, very similar to freelancers, very similar to freelancers. But I'm going to I'm going to separate those two here because from a consulting advisory standpoint, depending upon I mean, freelancer, too, but depending upon I say freelancer, thinking more of the creative areas, right? Creative tech, things like that. Depending upon the area that you're a consultant or you're an advisor, you have to be, you know, if you're maybe a financial advisor, you know, obviously you can't really advise a big group of people. Right. But you can showcase your knowledge of the industry in general in some occasions. And this is where professional networks, like I say, I brought up networks before in a past episode. It's where they go the longest especially in in this particular area where you have to be you know you have to work within a specific line a very a very specific line of code of ethics and how you can speak about your field and what you do and how you help people insurance um, financial advisors cpas you know lawyers they can't just you know, and it's not to say that the people who can, I mean, I'm the, myself as an example in digital marketing, web development. It's freaking in digital marketing and web development, you know, I can create a YouTube channel and I can start talking about, you know, different areas of web development, digital marketing and advertising and branding. I could do that, you know, with, with almost a pretty much ease, right? And that I don't have to worry about necessarily regula- regulations, but like I might make and I have even given, you know, my own personal experience, my own advice from people who've come from maybe my area or just things to look out for when it comes to your finances as a business owner, your finances as a as a freelancer, you know, as a as a content creator. But at the same time, I'm, I know I am not a CPA. I am not a financial advisor, certified financial advisor. I'm nowhere near those things. And I would never disrespect those people who are and those professionals in their field, just like I would want them to disrespect my field you know, because they don't work in my ear. Um, so what we have to keep in mind is if we are looking at it from a business development standpoint, that's where some people start saying, oh, well, that's why I have to cold call because I have to qualify. I actually have to speak to people. You know, that's where, you know, sometimes in areas of like real estate or insurance or some other, you know, they, they that's in some cases that that's their their way to make a valid argument. Wrong. Cold calling is not the only form of marketing business development that can be done in those fields. Definitely not. 
speaking engagements where you can speak amongst your professional network because that network I gave you the example where I made the statement like hey we have relationships in this building that's old school thinking but that ain't going nowhere and I'm telling you why there's nothing like having a building of professionals and I and I hope I brought this person up before I hope one day I can get them uh, I know they're very busy I know they're very busy and they're very not shy but they don't like you know necessarily being in the limelight which I completely respect um but I brought up this person before their profession and how just the things that you know he's done to to have a very successful business and thinking outside the box but then also some, using old school tactics he's not much older than myself I mean he's only in his 50s um you know only 20 years away from me but in just establishing himself in his business and one of the things he talked about all the time is like what if you what if you had a building full of clients you know he got like i say thinking about uh, it brought this up a little while ago it's not about having a billion people as customers if you have 10,000 customers that's a lot of customers if you have 10,000 heck if you have 10,000 fans that subscribe to everything that you do that, that are on your patreon that view every video you post on youtube think about that for a minute if you have 10,000 fans that are all patreon and they pay one dollar a month it's ten thousand dollars a month That's ten thousand dollars a month. See, we 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 focus a lot on qu uh, quantity in everything. Yes, it's a numbers game, but it's to qualify those numbers. That's what business development is for—to qualify those numbers, to qualify those people. That's what I said. That cold calling, dialing, just dialing, just dialing. That's old. That's way past old school. That should not be the only way you're surviving and the only way you're thriving in your in your advertising, your marketing, or your business development. And he didn't get this as a consultant. He didn't get this by calling people on every single floor. He made a relationship literally with one, and this is a, it's a pretty sizable building, okay? It's got offices on 10 levels, 10 floors. Many different professions, but he had a relationship with one office for five years. Five years now don't get me wrong he had other clients outside of this but this is what i'm talking about a building but that client okay that client came through because he was a member of a specific professional network once again relationship trust oh you're part of that network you know only people who have certain credentials were part of this network but more importantly people who took the time and invested in themselves and mastering their field were part of this network right multiple certifications things of that nature that client never had a problem mentioning his name and his his area of business to every single business owner in that building every chance and opportunity that they had and from what he explained and from what i got the chance to see finally over the few years of knowing this gentleman you know on a, on a, where i could consider them a mentor for a few years a direct mentor every single floor had clients every single floor so you know not all of the businesses in the building were his clients but every single floor multiple clients we're talking from dentists insurance agents insurance sales okay marketing professionals all of them were clients all of them 
okay every single business type you could you could think of well that needed a former office a formal office i should say every single floor had clients and i could tell you right now there from a business standpoint knowing that you spend a cut and i'll be honest with you it's a professional network that you had to pay a membership for but being a part of a professional business uh, association a business a network where you're paying at the most and i'm it's definitely gone up by this time but i believe at the most he was paying maybe fifteen hundred dollars a year but you're but you're bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue every year off of one building and really that first relationship is what kicked it off like i said now he had that client for almost i think believe he said almost five years before he received before he obtained like the next and next so on and so forth but after that it was just within we're talking within a 10-year span it blew up and like i said i got a chance to see this firsthand and they were clients from different you know different perspectives in other words the different portfolios or different things he was managing for them and working with them so with that being said the professional network is the first step but the second major area of business development for you as a consultant as an advisor speaking engagements and there's multiple professional networks that constantly hold speaking opportunities for or should I say provide speaking opportunities for their members they don't go out and they don't hire you know gary v or damon john or you know they look at they look from within their organization and not even just that organizational events if you currently have a job where you have the opportunity to speak in front of people do it you don't even know you could be doing business development and i've done this at a past job it's, a, it's quite crazy i was literally doing business develop development by presenting ideas by presenting in front of big groups and then years later leave the company hey remember you presented this this powerpoint this pitch deck on what your team made can you, how, can you still do that? You know, now that you're a freelancer, now that you have, yeah, of course, I'm web developers, what I do, I'm web designers, what I do, I'm a graphic designers, what I do, whatever your title may be, it's an opportunity for you to present in front of them or flip around. You know, flip around. If you have opportunities to showcase your skills as a freelancer, definitely do it. Definitely. A speed engagement, take it. And I know it's going to, hey, here's this might knock you down for a second, even if it's free. Even if it's free with podcasts blowing up, now people want to be podcast guests. I remember at one point, I knew, uh, not a friend, but I had an associate that was a, had their own podcast. He was like, you know how hard it is to get a guest for a podcast? Because they're like, oh, no one's listening to it. No one listens to that, you know, kind of stuff. Now, they're all over the place. All over the place. And going right into freelancers and and... Um, content creators, but really specifically those freelancers and, con and contractors who are in the, the IT field, digital marketing, web development, graphic design. That professional network, take that to a more, take that to a niche level, right? Niche, 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 niche. I always mess that up. Take that to, take that to a niche level, right? Focusing on a specific platform or focusing on a specific uh, becoming a specialist in a specific area. Give you an example. There's certified, you know, expert 
um, titles and, and tags and badges. Me and my team members, we have quite a few in different areas. Some of us as the entire team are certified in one area. Some of us are uh, registered you know, experts in other areas. And some individuals have different certifications. But good examples would be MailChimp, you know, Wix, Shopify, AWS, Google, you know, different platforms, Microsoft platforms or, or, or applications, Adobe applications, you know, now even Canva, you know, the online uh, great tool has some great tutorials coming up on our YouTube page, but even Canva now has um, an opportunity to be considered, you know, a specific, uh, an expert and a creator in that platform. There's, and this, this is happening all the time, all over the place, but this is one of the best ways to and I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, well, yeah, because then I can get more customers. See, remember, the business development isn't the sales piece. This is now connecting you with other people. Because I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now, I've got a couple of Wix experts, but they are experts focusing on Wix platform or Wix websites and SEO. They don't want to design them. They don't want to develop them. They just want to focus on the SEO of Wix platforms, but they're Wix experts. And we know each other because we're both Wix experts. Another example, okay? Another example, when we're building platforms, we're building applications. Okay, one of my best full stack developers, certified AWS, certified in other cloud computing platforms. And you know what? You know where I'm going with this. He has a couple of other associates contractors they work strictly in the freelance contract area and when there's a project too big for him he can go to them and they can help out that's giving them more gigs them more jobs but it's also solidified to him hey he's a great resource and the only reason why same thing with the with the seo team that i know specifically for uh the wix seo team i only know them because we're both in the same you know same community forums blogs articles being shared white papers being shared just meetups, even groups on LinkedIn, Facebook. This is essential. This is essential. Content creators, content creators and influencers. Okay. Fantastic example would just be what I gave you Canva. Another would be Adobe, YouTube. Communities of creators, communities of content creators and influencers, online marketers, affiliate marketers. Keen opportunities to stay connected within your community, build relationships. Hey, you know what? I'm starting to work with this new brand that's popping up. What brand? Are they looking for more ambassadors? Are they looking for more influencers to work with? Yeah, you fit right in line with their target audience. Maybe even more than I do. An introduction goes a long way. Relationships aren't going anywhere. The power of relationships aren't going anywhere. So with that, those are just different examples in areas that business development applies to these different industries. And like I said, there's multiple, there's so many more I can go into, right? But one, wanted to make sure first off, focus on the ones that one, I have more firsthand experience on, but then I can give you, you know, those examples that I've lived, that my associates have gone through, that we've been impacted by, but then also the more relatable to the majority of our audience. But also 
there's business development in all fields. So what I have a link in the description, a link to various business development, not only by different industries, like what it, what it could look like examples by industry, but also different tactics to use by industry. Okay. And don't forget, if you still want to get a full grasp, and I definitely suggest if you're about to hire somebody, about to bring in a contractor, or you're looking at it as a potential opportunity to be a consultant or a career in it, what is business development? The video is in our YouTube channel. And that link is in the description. Make sure when you go to the YouTube channel, you subscribe and hit that notification bell. That way you do not miss any of our important resource uploads and our tools and our tutorials. Because we have, like, I want to say about five tutorials about to come up. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been a tutorial fool. <laughs> this is my last webinars. I have a few, you know, uh, opportunities from some requests that came up. I'm like, you got it. So they wanted to see some tutorials on a few of the tools we went over in the webinar and i want to be sure to share them with you guys so go to that youtube channel subscribe hit the notification bell and check out the what is business development breakdown video but then also the additional tutorials that'll be popping up real soon when we come back we're going to get into the book of the episode when we come back What's good, everybody? We are back now. So let's get to the book of the episode. Just to close out, start off with defining what is business development, the video about what is business development that goes directly to that question, gives you a breakdown of what business development is, a couple of good examples. You don't go into apply it to different industries, but we do give you enough of an example to where you can start to see how it fits into your area, uh, whether you're an entrepreneur in the entertainment field, you coming from an e-commerce standpoint, your freelancer, doesn't really matter. Business development is needed everywhere. Check out that video on our YouTube channel. But then also went into different examples of business development and how it applies to various industries, including the ones I just mentioned, as well as a few others. So be sure to check out the link in the description. It gives you the video, YouTube, what is business development, but then also a link to reference various business development activities by different industries. So that way you can put those two together. You can see what business development you may need or what area is best for you if you go into business development. So as I mentioned, our video on YouTube covers this exact same topic. What is business development? This is a great book that I'm giving you um, insight to. If you haven't read it, when developing the video, what is business development i went back and i referenced this book that i read a while back because i was honestly i was tired of hearing people give this really bad example really bad ideas of what business development is and they were basically saying it you know it's marketing and sales meet each other don't get me wrong marketing and sales make a great impact we've talked about that house kind of in that blur line for a lot of people in a lot of places but business development is its own function this book by Scott Pollock. The book is What Exactly Is Business Development? A Primer on Getting Deals Done. Okay? Business development, plain and simple, you guys, is not the most attractive, <laughs> super sexy title. But here's the funny part about it. As I brought up before in the opening, it is at the heart 
right at the heart of that lifeblood of that business. Sales gets a lot easier. Marketing is a lot more effective when you have clear, sound business development in place, especially when you have a person dedicated or a team dedicated, a company dedicated to doing it. Their lines aren't blurred. This is why a lot of young marketers, marketers, I say with, you know, using uh, air quotes, marketers struggle because they're really in a business development role. They're not actually in marketing. So their conversations might go a little different in areas and things that they probably wouldn't say or they were or what they weren't applying because they were from looking from a marketing standpoint. They're doing it in a business development role and it's not right. You can build on a proven framework right here based in this book. Okay? And like I said, with everything else, this is a book for application. This is not a book for you just to read it. Oh, that's some great ideas. Oh, this is cool. No especially if you don't understand business development. After you watch that video on YouTube, references, go right to the book, right? Go right to it. And then immediately start building out what your business development looks like and apply that and put that into your business plan. Because remember, this is the execution point. Marketing is developing these materials. So all your brand positioning materials, all your, you know, I love when people say, oh, I have, you know, this logo and this, and like I said, marketing is a lot more than logo. It's a lot more than some colors. Your brand is a heck of a lot more than logo and some colors. It's an overall message. The people you have relationships with or the other businesses you have relationships with, that's a part of that message. If my message as a fitness brand is to be healthy, is to be happy, is to feel good, is to feel energetic, I'm not linking up with a cigarette company. <laughs> okay. Right? I'm not look, linking up with a company that produces a lot of food with heavy fats that are not healthy fats, right? This is why when we see brands and they're like, man, that company, they're constantly, you know, they have the similar, similar models. There's the simple, the similar, you know, uh, uh, relationships in that events that they're sponsoring, charities that they're working with, that's business development. And this book goes right to how to develop that process, how to build that framework, that fits your brand. Like I said, if you're looking at a career in the field, once again, this will help you develop how to develop those things. Because when people are asking, well, how would you you know, implement our marketing strategy? Here you go. I've taken the time to study and understand how to build out a framework, how to build out a business development plan or strategy or tactics, activities that fit this brand and fit this company. Flip side, if you're looking at hiring a business development person, an agency, a consultant. Definitely reference the video, then come to this book. You get the basics down packed and understand what those essential activities are from a business development standpoint to make it a successful process, a successful strategy. A link to the book is in the description. As typically, like I said, most of the books that I have are an audio version of the book. You can download um, the, you know, the Kindle, because uh, on Amazon, you can download the Kindle version or you can get the actual paperback. But like I said, with me, mostly it's audiobooks. And I will say this, especially if you don't have an idea of what business development is. Once you watch the video, you'll have that down packed. So when you go right to the book, you can immediately start pulling. OK, this is what I need. This is what I need. Start building out your your your, um, your own process flow. 
start building out what tactics or what is or or if you already have a process flow maybe what needs to be changed and tweaked a little bit right so jump from the video right to the book and you're all good to go to help you with that as i said every episode i owe you something and i have no problem with that because i've signed myself up for it because when i reached out to mentors they had things in place for me you know, I don't know how much I've gone into this in the past um, that that may have annoyed people, but I'm going to constantly go over it because it's very important. That's part of my brand. Right. And I'm proud of that because that's something that I remember, which is so funny. One of the first jobs I applied for right out of college, I'll never forget this. And I mentioned that, that my ultimate goal is to help small business owners. That was really what, you know, that was before content really got into it, but I really wanted to help small business owners and their brand. And the interview I had, I'll never forget it, where the, the lady that was interviewing with me, she was like, yeah, we don't do that here. And I was like, well, how, how do you help business owners? She's like, not really in the business of helping the business owners, more like making money from them. And I was highly annoyed with that. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. And that's why I didn't take the job. I was like, I want to help people with their small businesses. Even though the role was supposed to be small business advisor, we weren't really focused on advising nothing. I'm just going to be keeping it being with you. I'm not calling that company out. I'm not going to say their name. I'm not going to say their name. Nothing like that. Because it's not about them. It's about your brand. It's about who you are, what you're about. And that's going to funnel through your business development, right? Because it's the tactics. It's what you do. It's what you say. It's what you don't say and what you don't do. That's marketing, branding, and it goes right to the business development activities, the connections you're making, the relationships, which goes to the brand of the Ambition Show, my brand, and what I owe you. And like I said, every episode. So what I owe you with this one, smart goals. Smart goals are very essential. Everyone says they have a goal, they have a plan, but they have nothing written down. Right? A lot of people don't write this stuff down. And smart goals are essential because it really keeps it straightforward to the point. You don't overload yourself. But how does that fit really with business development? Because what's the goal? Like I said, a process, a framework. Let's put it into play. Let's, let's put it into practice. So now that we know what business development is, we have the idea of what some of the tactics could be, what some of the practices could be, what the process flow could look like. Let's make some smart goals. Or at least one. Let's just make one. It, it, don't overload yourself. Give yourself a timeline. Make it a realistic goal. Give yourself a way to actually measure if you're on pace to meet the goal or not. An actual measurement of is this goal attainable? There's nothing wrong with doing this. But yeah, I know this is this is getting real. This is honesty. That's why that's why smart goals and, and business plans, that's why people stay away from them. Because you got to get real. You got to get honest with yourself. It's not just something in your head floating around like a dream. Right? There's a great statement that probably the person who told me stole it from someone else i'm not gonna lie because it doesn't sound it was just a great quote and i'm like i don't think you came up with that when you write it it's real when you write it down it's real so you have a template you have a description of each point within that smart goal the s-m-a-r-t you gotta fill it in i'm gonna meet you halfway like all my good mentors all great mentors but all the mentors that work with me Aaron I give you the I give you this I'll give you that but you got to go the rest of the while you got to take it home I'm gonna give you the perfect pass you got to catch it I'm a hockey guy let me change that I'm gonna give you the perfect pass but you got to take the shot you got to put yourself in position to make a shot and get the goal guys I'm a hockey guy I told you this before 
It's what I do. It's what I love. It's my sport. Sorry. For you basketball fans, I could give you a basketball knowledge, but you get the point. <laughs> okay, you get, you get the point. And I don't want to lose the non-sports people, okay? I, try, I already lose people with my, with my bad dad jokes and my bad pop culture references. But you have to take the next step. So, the video, great. Like I said, right to the point, what is business development? The book gives you the frameworks, gives you more activities, gives you an idea of how to build out that process. Now you have the smart goal template. Go download that at the ambitionshow.com. Ambitionshow.com is the website for the podcast. All the templates are there. Click on this episode's link, go to that template, download it, boom, get started. In a future episode, I'm going to ask you guys about the smart goal template. And I may, I just may, just may, just may, just may. Have some gifts, have some things to share with those who share their template. And keep this in mind, this is a podcast. This is a, that's a digital download. I might, I might put a maximum number of recipients based on how soon they share their smart goal template. I might do that. I think I will do that. I'm going to try that. But until then, but until then, I will make, I will always give you the warning. Until then, watch the video, check out the book, download the template, fill it in for yourself because you need it for your business. Best thing about it is if you already have some business development activities, you can use the smart goal template to see if you're actually reaching that goal or not. So with that, this is the episode about your business needs business development. Check out our video on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. What is business development? And be sure when you reach that video, you like, subscribe, and make sure you hit that notification bell. That way you don't miss any of our future tutorials and reviews, as well as interviews that will be uploaded on our YouTube channel going forward. So with that guys, best to you and yours. Be safe, be smart. Remember, you write it down. It's real. I'm going to find out where he took that quote from because I know that wasn't his quote. I know that for a fact. And I want to give credit to where credit's due. <laughs> but write it down and make it real. Peace. And I will see you around. Check out that video on YouTube. I've been your host, Aaron Muhammad. This is The Ambition Show. Best to you and yours.